the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Republicans and Democrats getting a closer look at President Biden's $1.5 trillion wish list for his first federal budget. It asks for substantial gains for Democratic priorities. Mississippi GOP Senator Roger Wicker says Republicans are willing to negotiate, but the trillion-dollar figure is outrageous. You've got a proposal here of $2.3 trillion, 70% of which cannot by any stretch of the the imagination be called infrastructure. Federal judge from New York has been killed in a hit-and-run crash in Florida. Boca Raton police say District Judge San Rafuerstein was on a sidewalk when a car driven by a 23-year-old woman jumped a curb and ran her down. The car then hit and injured a 6-year-old boy. The driver was later arrested. This is SRN News. 20 years of broadcasting is a big deal for any radio station, but especially so when you're keeping things red in a blue state. Congratulations to AM 1280 The Patriot. Congrats to The Patriot. Happy 20th anniversary. Hey, congrats to AM 1280 The Patriot. 20 years of intelligent radio. Happy 20th anniversary, AM 1280 The Patriot. Thanks for sticking with us through the last 20. Here's to 20 more. AM 1280 The Patriot. Thanks for tuning in to AM 1280 The Patriot. Weather for today, we got cloudy and a high of 55, moving in the showers likely and a low of 44 for tonight. Tomorrow, showers likely all day with a high of 49 and a low of 35. Visit am1280thepatriot.com now to nominate a hometown hero, then complete up to 30 acts of kindness for additional entries in our annual kindness challenge. If you win, will one, cover you and your hero's car payments for a year, or two, get you both $12,000 towards a new vehicle. Sponsored by Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and give us a like or a follow if you haven't already. And by the way, I am doing our live stream of the broadcast on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page right now. Uh, not so much that because you want to look at my mug, but more uh, the fact that you can interact on the video and comment on the video, and we can uh, kind of uh, have a little banter back and forth. Our good friend Wild Wilson, as always, a very loyal listener and uh, viewer in this case, uh, commenting on the Facebook Live right now. So we appreciate that. I want to get to our next guest. Uh, John Gabriel is the editor-in-chief of uh, Ricochet. Check out their fine work at ricochet.com. And John is also host of the podcast entitled uh, King of Stuff. When uh, I started listening to it a few months ago, and it's become appointment listening for me, he's had some terrific guests on the past uh, uh, couple of months or so. So check it, definitely check out King of Stuff on uh, ricochet.com. And uh, we welcome to the broadcast the aforementioned, undisputed King of Stuff, John Gabriel. John, good to have you back, sir. How are you? Uh, great to be on. Thank you for using my official royal title, my very humble uh, title that I give, give myself. So. 
Absolutely. Well, I, like, I, like I was mentioning, John, in the intro, I, I have enjoyed the uh, last couple of podcasts, in particular um, Ajit Pai, the former head of the FCC. Uh, uh, have we got an official death toll uh, due to net neutrality being repealed? Do we know John Gabriel? Uh, did he, did he substantiate that? Count, I think they lost count after 15 billion people gotcha. died because net neutrality was repealed. Um, yeah, it was uh, apparently that was the COVID of 2017, basically. Everybody freaked out about it. And then it was repealed and nobody's mentioned it since because all the bad stuff they said was going to happen never quite did. Well, and then uh, I, I think the death toll uh, kind of transitioned to the passage of the Tax Cuts and Job Act at the end of 2017. Right. That, that was the next catastrophe. So, uh, I mean, we joke. The last president um, whose name was literally Hitler. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, we joke about this stuff, but in, in all seriousness, I mean, it, it wasn't a not so direct correlation to the so, to the congressional baseball shooting in the summer of 2017 that literally almost killed Steve Scalise, uh, John Gabriel. Right, right. Yeah, that's the thing that's amazing. You had real violence and horrible things going on. They didn't seem to mind that very much. It was just instead these kind of, you know, some were actual crises, but most were just these manufactured things. It was then neutrality repeal, then it was the tax cut, as you mentioned, then it was Brett Kavanaugh. It was just this constant hyping of everything that, you know, were really normal things (laughs) that happened with any president. And they just had uh, complete fits over it uh, nonstop. And the second they were over and the sky didn't fall, they would come up with another excuse that the sky was going to fall. Well, I think that's a perfect segue to what I want to talk about with you initially uh, when you talk about uh, manufactured crises, and that would be the uh, Georgia election law. Obviously, a, a all-Republican legislature and, of course, uh, Republican Governor Brian Kemp uh, signed into law some uh, revisions to the law that— um, uh, are so bad. Uh, I think Joe Biden, uh, he, he he's tried to be funny, but it's just so awkward. said, this isn't Jim Crow, this is Jim Eagle. Uh, Jim Crow 2.0, whatever he said, John Gabriel. Either way, uh, the sky is falling again in Georgia, apparently. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it never ends. These just moral panics. Um, and I think the media has gotten so addicted to them, especially during the Trump era, they don't know how to keep them going. Um Basically, you just have these minor, you know, they are not these radical changes. They're pretty minor changes. Uh, Access to voting in Georgia is still much better than many Democrat-run states. And instead of just saying, you know, back in the olden times, you know, someone in the press, um, although they shouldn't give their opinion at all, or another politician could say, I disagree with X. I don't think it's a good idea because of A, B, and C. Instead, it's... This is Jim Crow 2.0. This is Jim Eagle, which I still don't quite understand, but he apparently thought that was incredibly clever. Um, I thought eagles were better than crows. Uh, Yeah, I I don't know what he exactly meant by that, but, you know, it it has to be compared to the end of civilization. If there is a change at the FCC, if there's a change of a state changes its voting rules, which states do constantly, right. um, and nobody cares about them because it's not that big a deal. Uh, they, they didn't say, okay, this class of people is no longer allowed to vote. They said, hey, if you're uh, strapped up with Planned Parenthood gear saying vote Democrat, we don't want you uh, rolling through the line right. handing out free water and pizza to people because that influences the vote. This is kind of common sense stuff, but instead – Apparently, Georgia voters are just dying of thirst, and if they, uh, you know, nobody is hydrated in the entire state, and apparently they need to wait in line for hours and hours and hours, and uh, they're they're parched by the time they get there. I just, it's so bizarre to have this freak out over it, and just to waste so much political capital on such a minor issue, it's just nuts. I think the thing that I was somewhat uh, amused and, and befuddled by was the reaction to once this law was signed uh, by Governor Kemp is that oh this is a this is a classic overreach by Republicans boy they're going to see uh, they're going to see Democrat turnout like they've never seen in the state of Georgia and I'm thinking well if this is actively a law that's actively suppressing the vote how can you get this enormous turnout if your vote's being suppressed I don't understand that John Gabriel yeah yeah it doesn't make sense and they know it doesn't make sense and that's the theory I think behind these moral panics is they come up with one and then. You know, it's just nonsense. It's just 100% emotion, no logic involved. 
and the second voters start figuring out, wait, that hold on a second, that doesn't make any sense. They will prop up another one. Oh, a police, you know, a policeman shot a guy, and you're like, okay, the policeman was black and the guy was white. Well, well, okay, how about this third one we have over here? There's always something right. else they could jump to, and it's just pure fury and emotion and anger. Um, and they're forgotten as soon as they're not uh, valuable to the Democrats anymore. We've uh, obviously known, you know, as long as I've followed politics, and John, you and I are about about the same age. Uh, I've followed it for a number of years, at least in some capacity. I, you know, we've we've heard about the media bias way back to the Reagan years, uh, for, you know, George H. W. Bush years. I mean, you know, the contentious interview that. Uh, he had with Dan Rather. That was certainly one uh, one for the history books. I mean, the, the media has their left-wing bias. We know that. But have you ever seen such a—I mean, this isn't bias. This just seems to be a coordinated effort uh, with the Democrats and specifically their media lapdogs and the misrepresentation of this Georgia election law. I mean, the way they—the cryons on CNN and MSNBC, the way they phrase things, I mean, this isn't bias. This is just— Flat-out misinformation, which I guess that's in vogue now that Trump's out of office, John Gabriel? It seems like it, and I just look at uh, the mainstream press now is essentially just uh, PR flex. That's all they are. There are PR flex for a while, then crisis communications, like uh, the actual border crisis going on. The press didn't say, oh, this is horrible. Let's go down there and research. Instead, they circled the wagons around Biden and told everybody why it shouldn't even be called a crisis or it's racist to call it a surge. Um, they are they are operating in mass as PR agencies for the Democrats. And it doesn't, you know, if they're attacking Republicans or they're defending Democrats, it's really shocking. And I don't know why they think people would take them seriously. It's something that happened continually during um, the Trump era was. Yeah, I don't know, three years into his presidency, yet another scandal. The walls are closing in. It's all over. He's going to be booted out of office. And um, then, then you would have people, especially kind of uh, centrist Republicans, just who kind of lost their heads being so never Trump that they forgot about conservatism at all. They would just scold and tut-tut and, why don't Trump supporters see, you know, this should certainly change their mind. I said, well, it's not changing their mind because we don't believe it, because Russia was, you know, falsely reported. And again and again, and you would see these big blockbuster reports out of, say, New York Times, and I'd always wait a few hours. And then a few hours later, oh, actually, all this was completely false, and it's completely debunked. Um, it, it just happened so many times, it's hard to believe anything they say anymore. So this uh, ultimately culminated, obviously, there are a lot of uh, protests against the state of Georgia. I mean, they're used to this when they passed the fetal heartbeat bill, Hollywood, which got these great tax breaks for filming parts of their movies, and they decided to uh, to boycott Georgia. I mean, they're used to this by now, but, and that, but then I think this was uh, uh, something that— uh, um, I don't know if it caught people by surprise, but it certainly was a big, uh, big story nonetheless. Uh, Major League Baseball decides to move its all-star game out of Atlanta, which was to take place this July, and move it to Colorado. And suddenly, uh, people are doing comparisons between the Georgia election law and Colorado election law. And yeah, are they that dramatically different, John Gabriel? No, they really aren't. They aren't much different at all. And if you just look at uh, the numbers and the amount of early voting days and the like, it's slightly easier to vote in Georgia than it is in uh, Colorado. And once again, the All-Star Game, they chose Atlanta to honor um, Hank Aaron. Right. They wanted to honor him, uh, just such an important athlete to the game, not only for his absolutely stellar skills, but also, he was like the first superstar who happened to be African-American as well. And so they really wanted to honor him and make a big show of it. Atlanta is very high population of black fans there as well. Um, instead, they moved to Denver, which, you know, expansion team still in my brain. They're still an expansion team. They came the same time I live in Arizona. They came in the same time pretty much, well, I guess a little before the Diamondbacks. Right. Um you know, you don't have the storied history going on with either franchise. And, you know, Colorado has just, I think the numbers are something like 5% black. So it's like, okay, you wanted to honor <laughs> all your huge black fan base. And instead what you're doing is you're moving it to, you know, suburban Denver voters who have a slightly tougher time voting than people do in Georgia. It's just 
really crazy. And why the MLB jumped into this is beyond me. I guess they didn't want mean tweets or something along those lines. But all they've done is just anger their fans. And, boy, if I was a Braves fan, I, I would just be furious because I'm like, okay, why don't – you know, why are you still getting money from the merchandise we sell to the Braves fans um, if it's such a horrible state and horrible right. franchise? I, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, you, 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 you brought up why did Major League Baseball even dive into this. And this is something that uh, Jake Tapper of CNN through a, a tweet thread uh, basically addressed this very thing, almost saying like Major League Baseball, particularly Commissioner Rob Manfred, didn't have much of a choice because they were going to get pressure from corporate sponsors and then you were going to have player boycotts and what have you. And I'm like, well, isn't this what a leader of an organization is supposed to do? Or I don't know, actually research the topic at hand, i.e. the election bill and say, hey, here's what I found this. We don't see the the merits behind a boycott. So we're going to move forward with this. That's what a strong leader does. Instead, this just seemed like kowtowing, uh, John Gabriel. Yeah, and it's just uh, the guy has uh, just no fortitude at all. You have to be able to stand up to these kind of things and just think things logically. That's the other thing that's crazy. You want to win over the woke people. Well, the only people you're hurting are the woke uh, baseball fans who now are not going to travel there, who are not going to be able to keep their business going. You're going to hurt a lot of small business owners in the black community who worked in hospitality and concessions and printing up T-shirts and you know, running all these many companies, small and large, that profit from this big influence of tourists coming in for the all-star game and regular fans. You're, those are the people you're attacking. You're not hurting, right. you know, some Democrat who represents or some Republican who represents South Georgia in the state house there. You're just hurting your, the baseball community in Atlanta. And boy, that, you talk about turning people off from the game. And we, we turn to sports because we want to get the heck away from politics for a while, but it seems like regardless of the league, barring maybe the NHL, um, <laughs> the sports leagues yeah. are just jumping into the politics business, and uh, viewership is going down as a result, I think. No, 100%. And, you know, I've always been one to say that uh, they're able to say whatever they like, and I don't have an issue with, with with what they say. But it always seems like they want to play both sides of this. It's like, okay, say what you want to say, and then when you get uh, some sort of dissent or intellectual retort, it's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. These are, these are, these are just athletes. They aren't, these aren't political pundits. It's like, well, I, I mean, how do you want this to go? I mean, people are going to react accordingly, John Gabriel. I just I don't understand the outrage when, when the response, particularly the response on Twitter, is gets kind of acrimonious. People are going to have their opinions, yet these people, these large platforms, seem to want to, oh, I don't know, uh, not have any dissent come back at them. Yeah, and, and frankly, if I want politics on ESPN, you know, if we want ESPN to turn into C-SPAN, um, there's a reason ESPN at least used to have better ratings than C-SPAN. It might not be that way for long. Um, I, I don't need to get my politics from there, and I don't know why they think I would. Um, it's the same. I'm a big music buff, um, but, but I remember who also lives in the Phoenix area, Alice Cooper, and uh, he he was asked about some political issue years ago, and he says, why are you asking me? I'm a musician. We're idiots. And, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I just love that attitude. It's yeah. just like, you know, why are you going to me? Talk to somebody who's an expert on this stuff. I play guitar and put on makeup and scream into a microphone. Right. I am not the expert about this stuff. And I think most Americans are that way. And these pressure campaigns, you know, I, I think there's going to be a lot of frustrations because people are like, okay, do the voters going to the polling place, are they the ones that make our political decisions, or is it these huge multinational companies who want a virtue signal? Who's going to be running Georgia? Um, I think the people of Georgia, that's their responsibility, and they want to do it. Um, if Hollywood uh, decides to film all their movies, why don't you just film them all in California with their lovely taxes they have there yeah, right. um, instead of uh, – all the tax breaks they get in Georgia. It's like, fine, put your money where your mouth is. Mm -hmm. Pay three times the cost to do all your filming in Southern California like Hollywood used to do. Once again, we are joined by John Gabriel. He's the editor-in-chief at uh, Ricochet. Check out their fine work, ricochet.com, and uh, check out his podcast as well, uh, King of Stuff. John, we need, uh, we need to take a quick break. Are you able to hold for another segment or two? Sure can. Okay. We'll be back with uh, John Gabriel, talk uh, about some more of the big news events from this past week. 
kind of get his perspective on, uh, well, his uh, two U.S. senators out of Arizona, Mark Kelly and Kirsten Cinema, making some news recently. We'll, we'll get his perspective on that as well. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Back with another segment on the broadcast with me, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Are your friends getting new roofs? Are your neighbors getting new roofs? Or has someone told you that you might need a new roof? Hey, this is Isaiah with The Kingdom Builders, and I'm just letting you know that we'd be happy to swing by your house, take a look at your roof, and give you our no-obligation assessment of how much life you actually have left on your roof. See, here at The Kingdom Builders, we're not salesmen, just great roofers, and we're always happy to tell you that you've got four or five years left on your roof and tell you, hey, just give us a call four or five years down the road. You see, this year, we have longer lead times on some products, and we want to make sure that if your roof does need replacing, we're able to get everything in a timely manner to make sure your project goes smoothly. If you'd like us to stop by for your free, no-obligation assessment of your roof, feel free to call us at 612-900-9166. 612-900-9166. Or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Be kind to someone and you could have your car payments covered for a year. Oh, very kind. The Patriot and Standard Heating and Air Conditioning present the Kindness Challenge. Do something nice for a hero in your life, then let us know about it. You'll be registered to have your vehicle payments paid for a year or get $12,000 towards a new car, both for you and your hometown hero. Sign up for the Standard Heating Kindness Challenge at am1280thepatriot.com. Keep on loving Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, Wake up with the Patriots Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com by using the keyword subscribe. That's subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com. Hey, welcome back. AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. And here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. It's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Continuing our discussion with John Gabriel. He's the editor-in-chief at Ricochet. Again, that's ricochet.com. And, of course, the host of the podcast entitled King of Stuff. Uh, he is the undisputed King of Stuff. Has uh, got a lot to talk about, so we want to get right back into uh, the topic is at hand. Uh, John Gabriel, some uh, high-profile executive orders that uh, President Biden put forth this past week in terms of the uh, Second Amendment. And along those lines, he's going to be nominating uh, David Chipman. He's an uh, advisor to a major gun control group, and he's uh, nominating him to lead the Bureau of uh, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Uh, he also works closely with an organization I know you know well, uh, the Giffords Group, who was, which was started by former Arizona Congresswoman uh, Gabrielle Giffords, who is married to your U.S. Senator Mark Kelly. Uh, kind of an awkward situation there if uh, Mark Kelly gets to vote on this uh, nomination, John Gabriel? 
Yeah, completely, because a Giffords organization is a very big deal. And um, Mark Kelly, he got a free ride pretty much in the press. I, I definitely wrote about it, but very few did about his very extreme um, gun control agenda. Uh, Arizona is a state that likes its freedom, kind of ornery out here. Um, and uh, guns, of, of course, you know, legally owning them, it's a part of life out here. It, sure. It's it, the Mountain West. That's kind of how we view it, and it's our right to have it. And he has repeatedly advised through his organization that Arizona, Minnesota, every other state in the country – adopt laws that are the same as California's laws, a very anti-gun regime that they have there. And uh, he basically thinks uh, California's laws need to be much, much tougher, but they are the bare minimum that should be nationwide. Well, they don't like freedom much over there, Mm -hmm. and neither does Mark Kelly. And it, it was just kind of amazing to me. It was very frustrating to a lot of conservatives out here in Arizona that his opponent, um, Martha McSally did not just hit on the gun issue every day because I think that really could have uh, turned things. And she was just afraid of the issue for some reason, and she didn't talk about it. Instead, just, you know, kind of negative attack after negative attack, but missing the mark because, like, just go over his record. Um, He was, you know, spent the year kind of not quite as bad as Biden hiding in his basement, but – you know, you just saw Mark Kelly saying, I'm an astronaut over and over in ads and didn't give a lot of speeches, didn't really get out there and mix it up with voters at all. Um, he got elected as a cipher, uh, you know, just as ads having waving American flags and NASA pictures and pictures of uh, veterans and other military people uh, without getting into any of the issues. So I, I think uh, when people figure out locally uh, what he's all about, um, he could run into some pretty rough waters if he wants to try to get reelected. Now, I, I, along those ends, uh, we've talked about your state, uh, the uh, state Republican Party, Arizona State Republican Party. I mean, I know you're technically not a Republican, John Gabriel, but uh, it's uh, gotten some notoriety for being a, kind of a dumpster fire. Uh, any good uh, Republican candidates rumored emerged as yet to take on Mark Kelly next year? Do we know? Um, there are rumors, but nothing has been concerned. Uh, You know, nothing has been made official at all. I I think there are some good people, um, and also people replacing Governor Doug Ducey. He is uh, term-limited out after about a year from now. Um, So a lot of people have said, oh, maybe he'll run for the Senate. Right now he's demurred on that. And I think he's really – the skills that it takes to be a governor and a a legislator are quite different. Right. And I think he's used to running the show and running things, um, executing the agenda uh, rather than, you know, sitting through boring meetings and <laughs> you right. know, um, haggling with other senators to get, you know, one crumb instead of the full loaf of bread that he wants. Um, I, I think we have several, though, that are up and coming and that are good. You have uh, Kimberly Yee, who's a state treasurer. I think she probably has her eyes on uh, – on uh, the governor's mansion and a few other people. Mark Burnovich is another one. He's our attorney general. He's rock solid. And I like him. The most important um, advantage he has is he and I had a government class together at Shadow Mountain High School Uh in North Phoenix. Go Matadors. (laughs) So that obviously he has a a remarkable education. And, uh, but, but he's another one, uh, someone to watch. He's been featured on uh, Fox news quite a few times. Um, he's just a, a rock solid conservative and avoids the uh, normal pablum you get from politicians. So I think he's someone to watch uh, for governor race or for Senate race. And he's been pretty popular, too, across the aisle because he's willing to buck kind of the I guess you'd call them more the business friendly country club Republicans that, you know, just kind of want to get along. And this is the way we've always done things. Um, he's been out there in the front saying, no, we, we can't do that. It's against the Constitution, and you can't be doing these sweetheart deals and the like. So he's pretty fearless uh, when it comes to these things. So uh, we definitely have some good ones. The state party, um, it has so little power that they you know, they don't really pick the candidates as much. They mostly talk amongst themselves and talk to each other and get okay. arguments with each other about things. Gotcha. So I think, thankfully, we have some uh, good, solid Republicans Republicans in spite of the official party apparatus, which is kind of a mess right now. 
Yeah, that sounds like the similar thing that's going on uh, uh, here in Minnesota. Like I said, I was talking about our state party chair uh, election last hour, and uh, we haven't won a statewide election, Republican Party, that is, uh, since 2006. So, yeah, we're kind of in the same boat. Uh, whenever we do get a statewide candidate, it, it hasn't necessarily had the party apparatus, strong apparatus to back it up. Uh, John, I hate to do this to you. we got a, another break coming up. Uh, if you have to run, I understand it, but is there any way I could keep you for just one final segment, short segment? One final one is good. Okay, thanks, John. We appreciate it so much. John Gabriel, oh, I love talking to him. Uh, very entertaining podcast, The King of Stuff, on his uh, website, ricochet.com. He is the editor-in-chief of Ricochet. We'll come back. Uh, talk a little bit about the southern border. John lives in a border state in Arizona. Yeah, there's a few things going on down there in case you haven't heard. Back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. 3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. This is Dennis Prager from Mathnasium, the math learning center. Getting good math help for kids has never been more important. Did you know that even in normal times, more than six out of 10 students are not proficient at great level math? Distance learning isn't exactly improving things, but at Mathnasium, students not only become proficient at math, they reach their highest math potential, understanding and becoming confident about math and enjoying success in school and long afterward. Now available online and in-center, Mathnasium uses customized learning plans and live instructors to develop number sense, math fluency, and problem-solving skills. Now more than ever, it's time to do your kids or your grandkids a favor and set them up for success at Mathnasium. Find a Patriot supporting Mathnasium Center on the advertiser page at am1280thepatriot.com or call 763-269-6969. Mathnasium, changing lives through math. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. I got me a brand new car. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. Always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, he has been gracious enough to uh, hang on for a third segment. I so, so very much appreciate it. Uh, John Gabriel, he the editor-in-chief at uh, ricochet.com. Also listen to his podcast entitled The King of Stuff. And I'd be remiss if I didn't point out John's Twitter feed as well. It's xjohn on Twitter. That's E-X-J-O-N, xjohn. Very entertaining follow. Uh, John, I think I followed you, gosh, for more than a decade. So I've been familiar with your work for a long, long time. Always putting out the good stuff on uh, uh, Twitter. And I think you've got the... uh, uh, the right idea behind it, because sometimes it can be so toxic and such a dumpster fire and your uh, kind of nonchalance toward uh, 
some of the more rancorous uh, tweets that you get is 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 inspirational to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, you know years ago I used to you know I I can be pretty biting at blasting people back, and then I was finally realizing a lot of these people, kind of the troll types, they just aren't happy people, and they don't need sure. you know even if they deserve it, they don't really need my slamming them back um so usually i just kind of laugh it off because what's the point really um it it helps just not to take twitter super seriously because like okay john this is not real life these are just people trying to get your joke and it's not that big a deal um so yeah that that attitude has been helpful and frankly i think it's really funny when people get really mad because it will be something you know like uh, the worst hate I, that I ever received, I think, was talking about net neutrality. I'm like, man, you guys need a life. If you're this upset about this, right. this isn't like a, a second Holocaust happening here. It's net neutrality. It's right. not a big deal. Like that. Ah, uh, yeah that 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 was a sight to behold. I do uh, remember the rhetoric going back and forth about that. That was just uh, that was crazy. But oh, and by the way, uh, another shameless self promotion uh, for John. He actually did a uh, a video on behalf of uh, Prager University uh, talking about net neutrality. Very informative too, as all Prager University uh, videos are. So pretty sweet gig there, John Gabriel, Prager University, sir. Yeah, that huh? was a lot of fun to do. Uh, yeah, uh, flew out to California there and recorded it. They had a really great team over there. Uh, kind of poured over the script with itself, so it was pretty fun. Yeah, fantastic. Well, uh, we did talk about uh, uh, your uh, one senator, uh, Senator Mark Kelly. Uh, Kirsten Cinema, uh, again, Democrat. Uh, she was elected in uh, 2018. Uh, Democrat senator, obviously, out of your home state of uh, Arizona. Uh, I'm not as familiar with her policy as I as I should be, but I would suspect. I probably disagree with her on by probably 80, 90 percent of her policy. But I got to tell you, the way she's holding strong in this filibuster, despite, again, we talk about the dumpster fire of Twitter, these vile tweets and responses she got to, you know, just pointing out that a former intern of hers uh, passed away unexpectedly was uh, uh, definitely a sight to behold. Again, don't know much about her politics, but uh, she's definitely holding strong on this uh, issue with the filibuster, John Gabriel. Yeah, she um, is really one of the shrewdest politicians in the Senate, and uh, she was actually my representative before she was in the Senate, and I kept warning people about her, just like, just watch this person, because she's just very shrewd, she's very careful about picking her fights, and uh, always likes likes to tweak the nose of her own party, which is similar to McCain, but instead of Republicans cringing when he uh, doesn't vote the way we want to, now that's Democrats. Problem. Right. <laughs> but um, kind, of, kind of like I said, she ran, uh, like Mark Kelly, she ran as a Republican, essentially. She has a D after her name, but it was nothing but uh, any mailer I got from her when she was um, my representative, it was nothing but seas of f- waving American flags, veterans. Uh, I think her brother is in the military. Okay. And she played that up to the hilt, so she does not... Uh, run on kind of the hot-button AOC-type issues. And I think in her heart of heart, she's more leftist than she lets on. Uh, she used to be very far left when she was in the state house, but uh, she's just very shrewd. She knows when to pick the battles, and she knows that uh, voters like someone who doesn't toe the party line, whether they have an R or a D after their name. And uh, she'll probably be there for the long haul. So hopefully she'll vote more with us than uh, I fear – you know, I right. fear she will oppose me in most things. But uh, it's nice to uh, be giving Chuck Schumer headaches instead of years ago with uh, John McCain giving Mitch McConnell headaches all the time. Yeah, no question. Uh, we do uh, have a quick phone call. Uh, Mark from St. Louis Park actually has a question about the, the uh, Arizona Senators uh, for John Gabriel. Go ahead, Mark. You are on with uh, John Gabriel. Super quick. He just partly answered it with regards to cinema. Uh, very, uh, she's a smart, tough politician. But Mr. Gable, question: How does uh, Arizona, Nevada, uh, New Mexico, Colorado? How do they all end up with Democratic senators? <laughs> and I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, it's uh, been amazing. Especially Colorado has really flipped. Has really flipped over. I think you have a lot more infighting in the state parties because the GOP in in all these Mountain West states have been ascendant for so long. I think they just started to rest on their laurels and started to get in uh, 
these uh, dumb little fights with each other for control of the party, just assuming the state would keep electing them, and stop worrying about voter outreach, stop worrying about you know listening to the actual voters, uh, working with people, the constituent services, which is always underrated. If you have, it's one thing McCain had, he had just the most amazing constituent services. Um, right, after, right after high school, I was in the Navy, and I whined to my dad, you know, I was this whiny little kid, and I whined to my dad about something going on at my command. Well, my dad uh, contacted Senator McCain, and I was called into an admiral's office saying, why is the senator calling me about such and such? <laughs> what the heck happened? And uh, I was just like, Dad, stop doing that. I know you're uh, the grumpy old man wanting to yell at the politicians, but I'm like, now I'm going to be in trouble. But constituent services is huge, and – that's what I think the state GOPs in these various states, they've just gotten kind of uh, lazy with thinking that, well, we have most of the voters here and we probably are a majority. And also the Democrats have just been single-minded. They have won candidates that a lot of times run as conservatives. Mm. You know, you look around campaign signs around my neighborhood. Um, if someone's a Republican, they have Republican is larger than their name. If you see a Democrat, you won't see the Democratic Party name anywhere on their sign because uh, they're just like, look, we want to appeal to voters and sure. we will pretend to be total centrist. But on the big issues, of course, they vote with Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. So I, I just think the parties have to get better and be a little lean and hungry. And hopefully this will spark that in them to go out there and actually knock doors, knock on doors and win over voters because uh, – you can't just rest on your laurels of what you used to be in the state. Uh, you need to you need to earn it every two years. One of the uh, uh, big national stories that has uh, uh, taken center stage in, in some outlets, uh, much to the dismay of uh, of the Biden administration, is uh, the crisis. And you can call it what you want, but it is a crisis at the uh, U.S. Mexico border. And a lot of people talk about it within the context of what's going on at the uh, Texas. Mexico border. But obviously, John, you living in Arizona, obviously being a border state, uh, what kind of real world impact has that had in your area? Um, It hasn't had a great deal here yet, but I'm sure it will. Uh, They have uh, processed. I live probably a little over 100 miles from the border itself, and uh, they have released people in these border towns. Yuma, which is right on uh, the border with Mexico and also the border with California, they just released people on their own recognizance there. They've done it in Nogales as well, I believe, which is due south, a border town. And they're going to start most likely relocating them in urban areas, which would mean Phoenix, you know, 100 miles from the border. And Biden's trying to relocate a lot of them to the interior of the country as right. well. So mm-hmm. they're trying to spread out the pain and also hem the voting patterns of these people, which is the real reason. They uh, want these people welcomed in without vetting, without COVID screening, without all these things that they would demand of the rest of us. They just want these people roaming free. So it hasn't had much of a real world effect yet. Okay. But that's, you know, we know that that won't last. And I know our governor, Doug Ducey, Republican, he's uh, activated the National Guard to go to the border because he's just like, look, we cannot handle this right now. We have enough stuff to deal with. Um, we've got a very difficult past year. And we just can't have an open border with people flooding in. It's it's not right. It's not safe. And frankly, it's not safe for American citizens, of course. It's not safe for these people who a lot of times are in desperate straits. They get taken in by coyotes and other human smugglers. You have people sending um, unattended minors by themselves and giving them to these nefarious individuals. And there can be abuse and all sorts of horrible things going on with human trafficking. Um, It's cruel what Biden's doing. He's encouraging people to risk their life crossing through sometimes hundreds of miles of desert. Um, It's already getting hot in the Arizona desert, that's for sure. Almost at 100 the other day. And uh, just sending these desperate people without the proper papers, without proper transportation or anything like that, stacking up like cordwood and vans and things that, uh, you know, are are at risk for accidents that happened in California. A whole bunch of uh, illegal immigrants died in a car accident. And, you know, you had like 20 something people crammed into a van. It's, It's just dangerous. It's bad for everybody. Everyone's a loser in this. 
We uh, are going to wrap up our segment with our uh, guest, uh, John Gabriel. Again, he, the editor-in-chief of Ricochet.com. We do want to wrap it up with a phone call on line two. Mike from right here in Egan. Mike, go ahead. You're on with John Gabriel. Thanks, Brad. Uh, question, John. It was pretty obvious there was uh, voter fraud in uh, Arizona, and that's why Kelly laid on the couch and didn't campaign much. I don't, you may have hit it in the first section because I've only listened to the last two. Um, was that a factor down there, do you believe? Yeah, I, I think so. And the thing, too, is uh, the local press is like a microcosm of the national press. It was all on the attack. Any Republican was just under a blistering attack nonstop, and every Democrat was just praised to the hilt. Um, so that's really disappointing. And I think um, communicators um, – you know, like the Northern Alliance is a great example of Minnesota. People have to take it in their own hands to get the truth out about sure. these various politicians and people because the media at this point is just bought and paid for. And they don't seem to care. You know, we have the 60 Minutes quote-unquote expose of Governor DeSantis, and um, they're not going to apologize. They're not going to retract it because they did a good job in their eyes. Their job is to hurt Republicans, and that's all they care about doing. And I think, uh, yeah, fantastic people like the Northern Alliance is a, is a fine example. I think here in Arizona, we need something similar to go out and get the word out directly to the people, because most of the people, unless you're far left, you don't waste your time watching CNN or MSNBC. You don't know who to trust. And you need some uh, smart, independent voices, um, whether you have an R after your name or not, uh, just getting the truth out there. Uh, so these people can be challenged because the press just has no interest in challenging any of them. They certainly didn't want to challenge Mark Kelly, who is kind of a shady character. He had all these connections to China. Um, uh, obviously, very hardcore gun control guy, which should play in the state. Um, and uh, I think we, the people, need to hold these uh, candidates and politicians accountable. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, John, uh, fantastic visit as always. Uh, so much appreciate your generosity with your time, particularly the one final segment. Uh, hope to hope we can call on you again, but uh, definitely have a great rest of your weekend. We appreciate it. You too, Brad. Thanks so much. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment coming up on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Impact Mortgage Corp. TBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $200,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. If your mortgage rate is not in the twos, Cash Call Mortgage could save you money and get you the cash you need with a cash out refi. Chances are your home has gained a ton of equity this past year. Turn that equity into cash to pay high interest credit card debt, do home improvements, or to put money away for a rainy day. Don't wait for interest rates to go up. The time to refi is now. While rates are still low, take cash out and get a low interest rate at the same time. Cash Call Mortgage may be able to lower your mortgage rate and get you cash from your home's equity. Call now and we'll even cover the title, escrow, and appraisal fees to save you more money. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. 
How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM1280 The Patriot in the App Store. Welcome back, AM1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks as always for tuning in. One final segment of the broadcast. Our guest, our fantastic guest, John Gabriel, did allude to this uh, interview with, or, or this uh, 60 Minutes piece, I should say, on Florida Governor Ron DeSantis about uh, the public's grocery stores down in Florida becoming the primary uh, COVID vaccine distribution centers. And we're going to listen to the 60 Minutes clip, and then I'll pause it for just a couple seconds with a couple comments, and then we'll wrap up with the entire DeSantis uh, spiel, if you will, uh, unedited. So, uh, uh, Jacob, we have that ready. This is the 60 Minutes uh, piece on Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. We wanted to ask Governor DeSantis about the deal, but he declined our request for an interview. We caught up with him south of Orlando. Publix, as you know, donated $100,000 to your campaign, and then you rewarded them with the exclusive rights to distribute the vaccination in So, Palm first Beach. of all, that, what you're saying is wrong. How, how is that not paid that, to play? That's a fake narrative. I met with the county mayor, I met with the administrator, I met with all the folks at Palm Beach County, and I said, here's some of the options. We can do more drive-through sites, we can give more to hospitals, we can do the Publix. And they said, we think that would be the easiest thing for our residents. But Melissa McKinley, the county commissioner in the Glades, told us the governor never met with her about the public's deal. The criticism is that it's pay to play, It's wrong, it's wrong, it's a fake narrative. I just disabused you of the narrative and you don't care about the facts because obviously I laid it out for you in a way that is irrefutable. Well, I, I and so like, it's clearly not. Isn't there the nearest no, public? No, 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 you're, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Yes, sir. Okay, so that's the uh, 60 Minutes clip, uh, pretty... Compact clip made it sound like uh, Governor DeSantis was deflecting and not wanting to address the substance of her claim. Or was he? Let's listen to the entire unedited uh, version. Actually a fact. So first of all, that, what you're saying is wrong. That's, that, that's a fake narrative. So first of all, when we did the, the first pharmacies that had it were CVS and Walgreens. And they had a long-term care mission. So they were going to the long-term care facilities. They got vaccine in the middle of December. They started going to the long-term care facilities the third week of December to do LTCs. So that was their mission. That was very important, and we trusted them to do that. As we got into January, we wanted to expand the distribution points. So, yes, you had the counties. You had some drive through sites. You had hospitals that were doing a lot. But we wanted to get it into communities more. So we reached out to other retail pharmacies, Publix, Walmart. Obviously, CVS and Walgreens had to finish that mission. And we said, we're going we're gonna to use you as soon as you're done with that. For the Publix, they were the first one to raise their hand and say they were ready to go. And you know what? We did it on a trial basis. I had three counties. I actually showed up that weekend and talked to seniors across four different publics. How was the experience? Is this good? Should you think this is a way to go? And it was 100% positive, so we expanded it, and then folks liked it. And I can tell you, if you look at a place like Palm Beach County, they were kind of struggling at first in terms of the senior numbers. I went, I met with the county mayor, I met with the administrator, I met with all the folks at Palm Beach County, and I said, Here's some of the options. We can do more drive-through sites. We can give more to hospitals. We can do the Publix. We can do this. They calculated that 90% of their seniors live within a mile and a half of a Publix. And they said, we think that would be the easiest thing for our residents. So we did that. And what ended up happening was you had 65 Publix in Palm Beach. Palm Beach is one of the biggest counties, one of the most elderly counties. We've done almost 75% of the seniors in Palm Beach. And the reason is because you had the strong retail footprint. So our uh, way has been multifaceted. It has worked. 
And we're also now very much expanding CVS and Walgreens now that they've completed the long-term care mission. Yes. And it's wrong. It's wrong. It's a fake narrative. I just disabused you of the narrative, and you don't care about the facts because, obviously, I laid it out for you in a way that is irrefutable. And so it's clearly not. No, no, no. You're wrong. You're wrong. Okay, so there you have it. Now, the initial clip would have you say, you know, he just made a couple of short, a short statement, a couple of sentences and said, well, I disabused you of that narrative. And people say, what? You only said about a couple of sentences worth. What do you mean you disabused her of your narrative? Well, when you play that second clip, which is about two and a half minutes long, he basically laid out the entire case as to why Publix was the most efficient and effective distribution area. And Publix even came out and, and flat out even came out and gave their reaction to the 60-minute story. I'll read their statement. Uh, the irresponsible suggestion that there was a connection between campaign contributions made to Governor DeSantis and our willingness to join other pharmacies in support of the state's vaccine distribution efforts is absolutely false and offensive. We are proud of our pharmacy associates for administering more than 1.5 million doses of vaccine to date and for joining other retailers in Alabama, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Virginia to do our part to help our communities emerge from the pandemic. Again, that's the official uh, statement from Publix. And like my friend and colleague Mitch Berg has pointed out, Publix is to Florida like Holiday is to Minnesota. You think there are a few Holiday Station stores around here? Yeah, I think so. You can't drive a couple of miles without seeing any of them. And by the way, uh, Lee Fang, who is an investigative journalist at The Intercept, put out a tweet in response to this saying, you know, the 60-minute story might have benefited from a more broad lens on vaccine contracts. Publix gave $100,000 to Governor DeSantis, which in political contributions may get you three 30-second ads, by the way. So it's a pittance in comparison. Uh, But Lee Fang says it's also worth noting that Governor Gavin Newsom of California, he received $23 million in campaign and cost support from Blue Cross uh, or of Blue Shield of California, which he gave, drumroll please, Exclusive vaccine contracts. You want to talk about pay for play? Go investigate that. I'm not saying it's 100% slam dunk uh, pay for play there, but $23 million as opposed to $100,000? Don't you think California might be worth looking into, especially since their COVID response has been an unmitigated disaster? But that doesn't help the narrative now, does it? Ladies and gentlemen, as always, I've enjoyed it. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, 
Could I have EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. Be kind to someone and you could have your car payments covered for a year. Oh, very kind. The Patriot and Standard Heating and Air Conditioning present the Kindness Challenge. Do something nice for a hero in your life, then let us know about it. You'll be registered to have your vehicle payments paid for a year or get $12,000 towards a new car, both for you and your hometown hero. Sign up for the Standard Heating Kindness Challenge at am1280thepatriot.com. Keep on loving. Now's the time to start thinking about your spring home improvement projects. Sandow Construction can give your home curb appeal with new siding. Sandow Construction is celebrating 30 years with a special offer. No interest on your project paid in full within 18 months. Minimum $5,000 purchase. Visit SandowInc.com for details. That's S-A-N-D-A-U-Inc.com. Call 888-534-6898 for details about credit costs and terms. For new accounts, the APR for purchase is 28.99% subject to credit approval. AM 1280, The Patriot.